eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. You're listening to Castrol CarCast on Podcast One. Yeah, we we cover some ground in this episode. Yeah. Normally, I just wax on about nothing <laughs> for long periods of time. Let me tell you what happened on the drive-in. Doesn't sound like you. Well, I did, I did have the guy in the fast lane on the drive-in that was going 57, and everyone was just going around him. Yeah. And when they'd go around him, they'd tuck in. Oh, you got to do a little bit of that shame move. Like, yeah. What are you, what are you doing? I, the car in front of me, I did it. And then eight other cars got to look <laughs> in my rear view. What, at what point when you're in that fast lane, do you not yeah. you go, What's understand? Going on here? What? Why is everybody cutting me off? Why is everybody yeah. going so fast? No problemo. Yeah. So anyway, we, we talk a myriad of uh, subjects in this show. First, I'll tell you about uh, Overcrest podcast, automotive journalist, Chris Cluewell. That's right. He's a perpetual optimist, and, uh, oh, I should say Jake uh, Solberg is a perpetual op- optimist. They discuss cars, car culture, uh, obscure motoring history, and the uh, changing automotive landscape. Twice a week, they're, uh, in, they're, uh, they interview uh, industry experts and historical automotive figures, give their commentary on the latest news in the uh, car world. They specialize in deep dives into obscure automotive history. They're Porsche guys. That's why we like them. Mm-hmm. But they're passionate about uh, all areas of automotive culture. Well, it sounds like uh, we got our doppelgangers over here. So mm-hmm. be sure, check these guys out. Just search Overcrest, Overcrest, anywhere you get your podcasts. With the holidays coming up, we'd like to offer you a little something special. And all we're asking in return is a few moments of your time to help support a great sponsor of this podcast. We ask that you complete a short survey because your opinion matters to us and our sponsors. It'll only take a couple minutes. And if you're one of the first people to do it, we'll give you a reward in return. Just go to podcastopinions.com and everything will be right there for you. That's podcastopinions.com. The first 150 people who complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to amazon.com. All of our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us. Please go to podcastopinions.com, and as always, thank you for supporting the show. Hello, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, Armandito Cristian Perez. I had to use the real name. Why? Because now it's the podcast. From negative to positive, which you can catch on Apple Podcast, Podcast One, and Spotify. Flow to the rider. Woo! I don't even know if you know how much... They play you around the world or anywhere, my brother. No matter how much bread we make, dog, you can't take it with us. No right. matter how many houses, cars, whatever we acquire, can't take it with us. With that said, anything we make, 
is always to give back, dog. Why are we starting a podcast? Well, it's real simple. With the times that we're living in right now in the world, I think you need to be motivated, inspired, educated, aware, positive. So what I'm here is just to motivate the world and let them know when we talk, we call a spade a spade. So you're going to hear the truth. So I look forward to the podcast. I look forward to showing y'all, teaching y'all how to take it from a negative to a positive. So get ready. From negative to positive, which you can catch on Apple Podcast, Podcast One, and Spotify. Get it on. Got to get it on. A choice we got, man. To get it on. Welcome to CarCast. I'm Carl over here. Matt, the motor raider, DeAndrea, over oh, there. What's going, going on, man? Uh, it's been a lot of car stuff recently. This, uh, You know what happens is hmm. girlfriend goes out of town for a few days, then you just load up on all the car stuff. I, uh, <laughs> I saw the new Hummer commercial yeah. last night, um, I think during the World Series. It's here, and it's, it's in town. It's at the motoring club. Uh, near me, I just haven't got a chance to go over there and take a look at it. The full EV mm-hmm. we talked about—it's crazy, thousand horsepower. I don't know, zero to sixty in three seconds. <laughs> it's three hundred fifty mile range. It's nuts. They went all in on yeah. the uh, on the commercial. I mean, the commercial looked fantastic. The vehicle looked amazing. Um, what is the base price on that? Well, I think they're going to start in the seventies, but. The one that is, they did like a launch edition, fully loaded, three motor, you know, and it's like 112, 115,000, something like that. And it, it, what I understand is already those are sold out, like however many they allocated for the pre orders of, of the fully loaded one, it's, it's sold out. What do we think the charge time is on something like that? So this is. Starts at 80, according to Chris. So flat out. what's interesting is. The charge time is also dependent on what you are using to charge it. So they're saying similar – when we met with the guys at Porsche, right. we talked to them about the Taycan, and they're like, oh, it's, it could charge really, really fast. But you need like a nuclear power plant to do it. Well, the Taycan guys, <laughs> when we saw them at Laguna Seca two years ago or three years ago, yeah. I'm trying to think of what it was. But they're like f- full charge in 45 minutes yeah. or something, and I was like – Full charge and forty, yeah, full charge, and and I was like, from a charging unit that's at your house, and it's like, well, full charge, you know, and it's like, it it turns out, you have to have, uh, you know, you got to get a wet saw and uh, take out your garage floor and put a charging plate on there that's uh, hooked up to a nuclear facility, like it yeah. is not plug it in and it's charged right. So, fully. It's taking that into account, the Hummer EV. One of their selling points is, yes, and it charges incredibly fast. You can get, I don't know, like an 80% charge in a matter of 30 minutes or – and don't quote me on those specs. But that was one of their things. They're saying, hey, 350-mile range, really fast charging as long as NASA is charging it for you. You Well, that's my thing. A couple of years ago, you know, my kids are 14 now. said when they're 16, they're not going to drive a car that takes gasoline. Why would they? Two years from now? Yeah. I mean, it, it was 10 minutes ago we were talking about the 
uh, Nissan and the, the was it the Nissan Leaf mm-hmm. and shit like that. Like someone gave me the Nissan Leaf or so no someone gave me the uh, Chevy Volt or Bolt. I can't I can't remember. Yeah. you know the range was like thirty one miles. I, I drove it over here. I plugged it in with an extension cord. I was in here for five hours. It added four miles, <laughs> you know, to the range. Yeah. Like. That doesn't yeah. work. But now, now, I mean, two years from now, my kids get their driver's license. Two years from now, this stuff's done. The range is there. Yes. The speed is there. What we hope for is also there's an infrastructure available where, you know, uh, more more shopping centers, more malls, more apartment complexes, office buildings. They have charging stations. We're, we're getting there a little bit, but it's very inferior right now. And, you know, people park cars there all day because they're gone. Like there's a – out here in California, you can ride a train. You know, you go to Orange County and do whatever. They just park the Tesla at the train station. They plug it in. They leave it there for eight hours. Of course, nobody else can use it. And there's only a few of them there. Right. And it's fully charged at this point. But now they – you know, by the time they get the train ride home, I don't know. There's just a lot of that – Hokiness. So the idea of charging at home is what all the car companies are trying to sell. It's just not work for everybody. Chris says the 800-volt charger, you get 100 miles in 10 minutes. By the way, I would rather get 100 miles in 10 minutes than 300 miles in 90 minutes. Because there's just those times where you fucked up and you just want to plug it in and you got to fly. And my thing with the the electric cars is... You know, you think about your commute, you think about your day, everyone's kind of on a schedule. You know, my house is 12 miles from here. Like, what's the scenario where mm-hmm. um, I have I have uh, range anxiety? You know, as long as I have 50 miles on it at, at all times, I just get to work and back. Like, yeah. Yeah. what's You're the fine. what? But right. what does it take to put that much power in your home if you needed to do that quick charge or, or right. at, the, at your work or something? You know, right. <laughs> All right. What else in the uh, car world? Oh, do your Dodge. Uh, yeah, spot. let me hit this uh, Dodge uh, uh, topper real quick. Uh, we all know that Dodge means horsepower and muscle, but did you know that JD Power just ranked Dodge number one for initial quality? They also named Dodge the automotive company with the best driver appeal for mass market brands, which is fantastic. So, never better, better time now to join the Brotherhood of Muscle. See your local Dodge dealer today, or visit Dodge dot com. So, uh, let's see. We're I think we're pretty much swap the transmissions in the uh, 510 and the 610. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys are <clears> – <throat> Sean is uh, dutifully putting some paint on the BRE 510, uh, the yellow and white one that went to – I want to say the Dominican Republic or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, he's been talking to Brock about which – white paint to use and which yellow paint to use. Yeah, I told us that Brock's going to be very specific on the yellow. I think the white paint, I think the car was white and had the yellow put on it, but I think the white paint, I can't remember if it's the white or the yellow, but uh, one of them is just a GM white, and uh, I think Brock probably just went with, with whatever was most readily available back then mm-hmm. when white is white. You know, if you think about He's doing that shit in the 60s. There's not tons of Datsuns and Datsun dealerships and paint codes and shit, but GM is well-established, you yeah, know? Yeah, So you could go into any automotive store and just get whatever the GM white was. So he was probably using GM paint 
on that on that Datsun. But again, yeah. it's a it's a white yellow Datsun. It's got some kind of interesting stuff. Like I think the BRE is in red, but the Datsun's in black as it goes through yeah. that that broken stripe on the fender. And Pete would have been coming out of GM at that point. He was a in the early '60s, designer at, at GM, right? Right. So, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Right. So he might have fell in love with that color, or already did had some participation in that color, in in different, you know, the shade of white or whatever. So, I I, I was over there this morning. I saw what Sean and Jose were doing. It uh, looks fantastic, and and I saw a bunch of the white, you know, underneath and all around that the, he's, he's got on there so far. That's a cool car, man. It's really coming along. Yeah. When I bought it, it was advertised as ready to paint. That was uh, two years ago. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it is what it is, as they say. Um, my feeling is is how many BRE 510s are in circulation? And I think the answer is zero. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Nissan has one. I have two. And uh, that's all she wrote for the five, yeah. five or six that they, they made, maybe four or five that they made. Uh, a non-Baja. Right. There's some, yeah, there's some yeah. Baja stuff out there. Well, it's going to be an interesting car when it's when it's done. It's going to look great in the lineup of the BRE cars that uh, that you have. Mm-hmm. And the yellow is is interesting. I think when you, we really see it in person too, you're, it's going to be impressive. Yeah. And I'm not even a fan of yellow. <laughs> I'm right. Not, I'm not a fan of yellow cars, but uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm not a fan of yellow either, but uh, the yellow and the white look nice, and there's just enough black and little red sort of accents to kind of kind of make it into something interesting. Yeah, you know yeah, the yeah. the uh, again the BRE in red and the Datsun in black going through the white and black. Oh, sorry, white and yellow stripe have a good aesthetic. If anything, yeah. uh, that was what uh, Brock was known for. You know, and and speaking of those those vintage cars, um, I think it was our friend Randy Jaffe that we've talked about many times. He sent me somebody's Instagram profile, and I think this guy is sort of a historian, and he's just posting all of this amazing stuff about Paul Newman, like Paul Newman's handwritten letter to get his first job. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I interned here. I was like, dear so-and-so, and he hand-wrote it, and he goes, you know, I, I just finished school, and I'm very attentive, and I'm smart, and I would love to get a job. And, wow. And, like, military records, like his dental records for getting in the military and old photos. I hit the guy up. I was like, what are you doing all this stuff? Are you selling it? He's like, no. <laughs> just kind of a historian. Well. And I was like, it, it's great stories, interesting stuff, but I just don't know what his end game is. I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. I got, uh, I think, an email for uh, signups for the Monterey Historics next year. Okay. So um, I guess, you know, they're on for next year, or at least they plan on being on for next year. And I, I believe our, our December Laguna Seca outing is still on track. You said you're getting the car ready. You did the transmission swap and... Uh, some guys were asking me on on social media, "Are we doing that?" And I said, "As long as the event's still happening, I think it's yeah. still happening." Yeah, yeah. I think this is this is the guy, right? Yeah, this is the guy, and he's got all this great stuff that he keeps posting. Here's his letter in this dental records. Here's his. I can't really read it, but it was you know, it's just like a very very young Paul Newman, a teenager Paul Newman writing a letter, going, "Hey, 
you know, I love love the work there. Yeah. What's the guy's name? It's at Mr. Shaker Heights oh. on Instagram. Yeah, I guess Paul's from Shaker Heights. That's the uh, okay. That's where that comes from. Yeah. I don't so, know, it's just interesting. And I asked Randy, it's like, who is this guy? Do you know the guy? He's like, no, just how they count. Thought it was interesting. Pass it along. Yeah. Good. Well, uh, we, we love and, and hope that Paul's uh, star continues to rise even after his, uh, his demise. So, And I've been talking to the guys at Nissan. Obviously, we're good friends with them, um, the events with them. Trying to get a look of the Nissan, the Z Proto. I think it's touring. Mm-hmm. It could be around town. Uh-huh. I'm hoping it could stop by so we can mm-hmm. see it in person. And uh, mention to them that, uh, hey, you know, we've got this Tom Cruise car. I believe it was the number 7, 1988, 200ZX. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, once I mentioned it to them, they hit me back with some YouTube videos. Like, is this the car? It was great interviews with Tom and racing and and – and stuff, and then Newman going, well, you know, he flies F-15s. I think he meant 14s, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Newman going, hey, he flies F-15s. He could handle a car. And it was a great little interview, YouTube stuff. I'm sure you've seen them all. Yeah. Um, and I was saying, hey, yeah, do, I remember can that we video. find a body? Do you guys got any any line on like a body or something we can make a mold from? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, figure they would know, and uh, they're going to dig around a little bit. But I'm going to put that out there as well to the Z car fans to the z mm-hmm. club the z con guys we're looking for a 88 200 sx race trim body that we can make a mold from <laughs> yeah well Possibly. is it is a race trim body we can make a mold from or is it just a race trim body yeah, well, we'd like a body, but I don't. Right. I think I think Troy's been down that road and hasn't found one. So now I'm just putting it out there, going, "Is there one we can buy? Is there one that somebody has? Do you have pieces that we can buy? A front, a back, a hood, you know, whatever? Mm-hmm. Or does somebody have a car or something that we could make a mold from? Mm-hmm. Anything, anything mm-hmm. to get us a body? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so that uh, that's an interesting project. Um, you went out and did like a rally test drive? I did a, a few things recently. Uh, I hopped into a new Rolls-Royce Ghost, and uh, I did a little rally with the guys at Rusnak. Um, and then I uh, separately I visited uh, Nelson Racing Engines. But I'll, I'll tell you about the Rolls-Royce Ghost. This car we road tripped a few years ago to Monterey and back and you got out and you're like, oh, I totally get it now. It's the nicest riding car out there. It's just quiet. It's smooth. It's smart. The, the, the transmission is predictive. It uses GPS and stuff to figure out the road ahead of you and elevation mm-hmm. and speed and turns, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. preloads the transmission. I talked to the guys at, uh, at Rolls-Royce and they're like, you know what? The Rolls-Royce Ghost very famously was kind of built on a BMW 7 Series platform. Mm-hmm. And when they were starting to develop the SUV, the Cullinan, mm-hmm. they came up with their own platform mm-hmm. that is modular, the front and back half. So you can make them longer. You can make them shorter. You can actually make it wider. You can make it thinner. Mm-hmm. But that's the infrastructure for all of their cars. So now there's one proprietary platform that is under the SUV. It's under the big Phantom that's new. Mm-hmm. And now the Ghost, and then any other car that they come out with that's new, let's say a new Wraith or a new convertible, will be on this platform. But because it was developed initially for the SUV, the new Ghost 
could benefit from all-wheel drive because the SUV mm. is all-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. It has the big engine in it, and they managed to make their magic carpet ride, the suspension, mm-hmm. even smoother. And if you imagine this on the suspension, imagine, uh, let's say, an upper control arm, like an A-arm on the front suspension, mm-hmm. but it's sandwiched between two other control arms, and there's little bump stops in there. Mm-hmm. So now it moves the arm and the suspension within rubber bump stops. And it just makes it – it's a simple design. You can see it. If you turn the wheel on an angle and you look mm-hmm. under the suspension, you see it. It is fantastic. It, it just glides over the road. Is it better than your Lightning? It's a little – just like a little – It's different. Better, just a little – yeah. It's different. Different. But it's also, not better. I mean – the Rolls Royce is a little bit more expensive. <laughs> Does um, so the Rolls Royce? What what does that uh, retail for? Retails for off the top of my head, I want to say three thirty two, three thirty range. Mm-hmm. And the one that I drove had a few options. Uh, about ninety five thousand dollars worth of options is about four hundred twenty five thousand as I drove it. Jesus, yeah, it does have CarPlay now. <laughs> you could you could plug it, it in, but everything in there is just amazing. I mean, the, they are investing in technology. It's the most technologically advanced Rolls Royce that they've developed, mm-hmm. and not just the bits on the inside that you fuss around with, mm-hmm. but just underneath it, how smart the transmission and everything is on that car is just in, insane. Uh, did you also do a, a rally with the Land Rover? I did. It was probably not the best vehicle to bring out there because everybody that showed up was in, I don't know, a Ferrari, uh, a Lusso, um, and uh, yeah. That by the way, that's a beautiful green. You can't really tell in that picture, but the Ferrari, like, yeah, Lusso. Look, it looks black in the picture, yeah, but it's but, a hunter green. Oh my god, it's fantastic. Uh, McLaren seven twenties. Um, uh, I like the look of the four eight eight. Yeah, I I think that's a a good looking car. Oh, there was a nine thirty five. This is Bissy's uh, Bissy Moto. This is his nine thirty five. This is all electric. Oh wow! And he 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 plugs this thing in. It works great. It's quiet and it's fast. And he just does crazy silent burnouts down the street. In this thing. We're uh, we're looking at a K three body, a big body uh, Porsche nine thirty five. Like it's got the big. It's got the big flares. It's got the vented front uh, hood clip. It's a big, big tire, big bodied car. This is essentially. It's uh, they vary from bits, bit to bit, but it's a it's a K three nine thirty five is what I would call it. It's awesome. Obviously, not a real nine thirty five that he he just kind of used that as the influence to build this, but. Uh, Bissy is great. Follow him, B-I-S-I Moto. Follow him on, on social media or check out his website. You see this thing. He's got some crazy videos of this thing hauling ass down the street. And then, you know, he pulls up to like a, you know, the Santa Monica Mall and plugs it in, charges it. <laughs> What's he, what motors and battery pack does I, he I have I don't really there? know. He's He's got it up on his website. He's developed something. Maybe he started with, with, sort of uh, Tesla stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what his range is. Uh, I, I I, didn't get a chance to talk to him at the event. That, does it have a rushed. full interior? It's kind of racy. It's kind mm-hmm. of racy roll cage and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. It's not, it, it, it meant to look more like a race car and not like 
a 935 body on a streetcar, you know, leather mm-hmm. dash and the whole thing. It's mm-hmm. much more racy. But here's the thing is you, you, everybody gets together and you do this rally event. It's early in the morning. It's 8 in the morning. You meet in mm-hmm. Pasadena. Everybody's wearing a mask. You can't really understand what people are saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we had a good time. It's a crazy uh, Nissan GTR where he took like the whole front bumper cover off and to put big turbos and intercooler. And then instead of putting it back on, he just sort of did a Mad Max style roll bar mm-hmm. kind of thing in the front. Like so you a could, brush guard. Yeah, kind of like that. It's a little, uh, it got a lot of attention. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But that thing was fast. <laughs> All right. Let me hit uh, Geico here. Geico. You want to save a bunch of money on your auto insurance? I would suggest Geico. You go to Geico.com. Spend uh, 15 minutes. And you could be saving 15% or more on your car insurance. And by the way, car, RV, boat, whatever. I think they do house, home insurance now. So you want to save a bunch of money on your car insurance, you go to geico.com. Spend a couple of minutes and see just how much you could be saving at geico.com. All right. What else in the car world? Let's see. Uh, some uh, The Bronco. The Bronco. So Bronco, by the way. They nailed the launch of this thing. 190,000 reservations for this So those car. are pre-orders. Yeah, for pre-orders. Mm-hmm. But I put it by comparison. Uh, Chevy sold 48,000 Camaros last year. They sold – Ford sold 72,000 Mustangs. And believe it or not, Dodge sold – 97,000 challengers last year. I see that. I, I see challengers. Well, actually, I hear them <laughs> all over the place. More the, than anything else, yeah. The number one move with the Dodge Challenger dude is go on the freeway at 67 miles an hour and then blast past you just for about 500 feet. Just, just <laughs> so you can hear them go past just you. so you can hear them. And they'll get up, you know, just... Just go from 65 to 85, then back to 65, then 85 again. Just blast it. <laughs> I see these guys all yeah. over and, the place. And in the Chargers, the four-door, which they sell, I don't know, two or three times as many of those. That they oh, do they do? The Challengers, yeah. Didn't even know that. And so to put it in perspective, a very successful year for Challenger, 97,000 outsells Camaro and Mustang, 190,000 Bronco orders. Now, they're not going to move 190,000 a year, but that's right. a good launch, right, for right. something that's kind of niche. They said two-thirds of the orders are the four-door model, and, mm-hmm. and the remaining third is the two-door model. Mm. And most people are selecting the larger, the 2.7 liter engine, I believe. What was the issue with the doors? So the door is, and all of the cool photos, we have this, what they call the donut door. It has the, the, the hole in the side. It's an option. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ford is saying, unfortunately, no, nah, you can't, tra- you can't have it. Kind of trapezoidal shape. Right. But you can see through it. Which is interesting because I don't think there's glass in it. Now, the McLaren Senna has a version of that with glass. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea of no glass meant no bueno when it came to, to safety. So Ford is saying it's uh, going to come in. You can get it in the aftermarket. Don't oh, worry about okay. it. You can. But they can't do it from the factory. Now, I don't know if Is it Ford- a side impact issue or is it a glass issue? Because there's tons of stuff where – I know you can take the doors off and they probably skirt the rules by – Yeah. But – yeah, lots of little flimsy doors. I, I, I'm trying to think. I don't know if it's a side impact issue or if the hole is – there's no glass. If it's just a debris, something like that, like how do you 
Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. Yeah, I, the, the debris part feels weird. The side impact makes more sense, but I don't know. But there's also um, so many, you know, Dot has so many fucked up bizarre rules that who the fuck knows? Right. Right. And, and who, you know, this could be one of these things where the rules change when they came out with the car because mm-hmm. lawmakers like to do that. Mm-hmm. What I don't know is will Ford be able to sell it like in their performance parts catalog? Or will the aftermarket have to do it? And what I mean is, is can you go to the dealer and say, I'm buying the Bronco before you deliver it to me, take it to your parts department, put the fancy doors on it and keep the other doors, you know, put them in the trunk or whatever, send them home with me and I'll swap them out when I want to swap them out. Well, I'm, I'm sure people will find a way and I'm, I'm sure that yeah. way will be, you know, not that greatly financially impactful to whoever buys it. So if you bought one of these or you ordered one of these and you're hell bent on having the donut door, if I know this country and I know Mm -hmm. car guys and I know money, we'll figure it out. Well, now that you told us that we can't have the doors unless it's in the aftermarket, now Mm -hmm. everyone's going to be like, now we really want the doors. Now everybody wants to get them. I would. It looks like it's fine. If you're going to get that vehicle, then get it for the right reason. Well, also, if you're you're sitting up high – there's a visibility thing. Like, I like the idea of like being able to like kind of look down a little bit and like, oh, there's a guy on a motorcycle there. I didn't see him a minute ago. Right, right. Um, it's right. kind of interesting that uh, <clears throat> that they're uh, they're they're doing all that. Um, also, uh, we got Mercedes Benz is uh, up in its stake in Aston Martin. You know, I I like this because. Mercedes had a small stake, like a two point something, two point six percent stake in Aston Martin. They're upping mm-hmm. it up to twenty percent with a combination of like cash and technology and hybrid technology and electric drivetrain technology. Uh, and it's the kind of thing that I think Aston Martin needs. They've already been working with Mercedes and AMG on the V8 power plant, the turbo V8. And the former head of AMG is the now the CEO of Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. The is this going to add – this is probably going to add a – the quality is probably going to go up, right? Yes, and we're getting that already. Or we're reliability. That. We're seeing that in the new model cars. Everybody has a lot of high hopes for the SUV, the Aston Martin DBX, if you haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. The one thing, the big flaw that Aston Martin has with their partnership with AMG is – they get their electronics, their infotainment system, the radio and all that stuff from from Mercedes. Mm-hmm. But their contract says they have to have the previous gen version. So they get a three, four, whatever, five-year-old version of the electronics. Mm-hmm. And even when you come out with something like a brand new Aston Martin SUV, you've got antiquated electronics. And mm-hmm. it's just – you just can't – you can't do that. I'm hoping this partnership with the new 20% stake instead of 2.5% – allows them to build their cars with the latest and greatest technology. Now, Mercedes was always saying, well, we don't want somebody to cross shop the AMG GT with a Vantage. Mm-hmm. And so if we have the better radio, you know, mm-hmm. then then we'll win that debate. And I'm saying, well, if you're going to own 20% of the company, who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I'd like to see that happen. And that's one of the big flaws that uh, Aston Martin is aware of and they've admitted to. But it's interesting. I'd like to see more go on with with uh, with Aston Martin and, yeah, and they're, AMG. Yeah, they're a brand. And uh, 
if anyone's out and God, Chichester, I guess I get no. Aston, no, Rolls Royce is right in Chichester mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Aston Martin, I took a tour of, and as I recall, I was staying in London. We went out to Chichester, and it seemed to me that Aston Martin was about halfway from London toward Goodwood. That was kind of my memory of, I don't know, our our, our right-hand drive road trip. Uh, Bismodo Porsche 935's got 636 horsepower, and it's 2,700 pounds, so it hauls ass, and it's a Kramer body mold for the 911 chassis. So Kramer made the 935. They made they made some street-going 935s. I think Kramer did. Every once in a while, one will pop up at auction. Yeah. Kind of funky 80s yeah, style, yeah. but kind of bitching. So it probably has either the Kremer full race body on it or the Kremer uh, street body on mm-hmm. it, which wasn't dramatically different. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I think Busy might have done that other, like, 935 Porsche. I don't know for sure if he's the one that built the one at Luft with the big wheels, the big modern wheel. I, think I don't know he, if that was his or not. Um it would make sense, but I don't know. Mm, and I, there, wait, there's another guy that might have done that one, but well, it's sort of in the same vein, sort of a modernized version of that. And I think that um, I I think the 935. Well, the 935 is a great platform. I think the modern 935, number seventy, the white one that Porsche built. 2018 or 19. Remember, we saw that mm-hmm. at, at Rensport, I think. Yeah, it, well, they have that that non street legal, all carbon fiber body modern day 935. I think one of those sold at auction not yes. too long ago. Yeah, I, I, I remember that popping up someplace. And I I believe it was reasonable, maybe like one two, one point two, one three, or something something in that price. It was it, it was. Seemed like it was around the dealer prize. Max Pattis, see if you can find a Porsche 935. There's a modern day 935. What, you, oh, there yeah, it is. So there's, that one, okay, that's a 70th anniversary one. So let me see what it got at auction. Yeah, I don't know what those and things... And then what do they sell for new? I have no idea what those things... No, I have some we idea. We talked to the guy too. We we yeah, I we did I, a, a a going racing video for Cassie with I, him. I I believe that car probably sold. That car probably. I, I my recollection is is it sold for about what what the sticker was on it, and I don't know why it wouldn't. It it was guy probably had it for nine months or something like that. The new, uh, the new is eight seventeen, um, so eight hundred and twenty grand. They built seventy seven. Well, then maybe that thing sold for like one two or something, and someone pocketed three or four hundred bucks. Yeah, thousand bucks. Uh, unless that was a factory special edition anniversary car, and there was a little bit of a markup on that to begin with. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it seems interesting. It's a cool car, but when they when they announced it, like, oh no, this is a, just a track-only car. I don't even think it has headlights in it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know? uh, but uh, interesting. Oh, on the topic of sales, just before I forget. The, the, the track-only, though, like the 
one of the coolest Ferraris we never talk about, the FXX. Yeah. That's a track-only car, yeah, yeah. and those things are probably buku bucks oh right my god now. they're probably crazy but it was it's a weird thing like for ferrari and i guess porsche is doing this they're like hey we're gonna sell you this car but to drive it you, you gotta spend 30 grand to, to get into like the club ferrari event or something like it's definitely a a rich man's game right doing that unless you just buy and collect it but uh anyway i just thought you'd be interested uh, a bmw m30 or a, a e30 m3 just sold on bring a trailer for over 100 grams like 103 yeah. 107 yeah. 103 i think yeah. i think i saw that yeah the red one yeah that's crazy numbers it's i mean good for them it's, it's amazing what those m cars are doing yeah i probably got 29.5 for mine or something <laughs> something like that but did you pay 31 for it yeah if I, I i i always the BMW E30 M3 was one of the cars, you know, that thing came out in, what, 88, 89. So I was, you know, they kind of have that thing where it's like, oh, your favorite gal is the Playboy you had when you were 16 or, you know, 15 or whatever that yeah. is, that kind of imprinting, you know. Um, so when that car came out in 88, I was you know, in my middle 20s, and I was, I guess, 24, and I loved cars, and I didn't have a pot to piss in, and that thing stickered for, like, you know, $47,000 or yeah. something. Like, I mean, that, uh, unthinkable. I We were talking, we were, oh, it sold for one five. so there there you go. Oh, and that's without the VIG. Okay. So it's uh, it, it did well yeah, that 935. That, yeah. So we were talking about a 944 turbo, mm -hmm. and then I saw one featured on Bring a Trailer, a, an article, yeah. not not one for sale, but an article. And so I was reading like Road and Track, just weird coinkadink. We were talking about it, and then like two days later, it was just we were featuring a 1988 944. I think the sticker on the thing was like 485 yeah. or something like that. So. When I was at my brokest, uh, you know, I was making $9 an hour or $11 an hour, like working on construction sites. I would look at those cars. I just dream about those cars, you know, and of again, it adjusted for inflation, by the way, like when you, you know, when that, when that 944 was $48,000, you could get a decent you could get a fixer upper in in Studio City or in the San Francisco. I mean, yeah, I was going to say a, you got a, a house. A, a house in Valley Village where I lived was let's just say a hundred to one hundred and fifty, but it was a third the price of a of a house. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, so the first thing I did when I made a little bit of money is I went out and got one of myself the E thirty BMW M three. Yeah. And 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 I bought it like out of the recycler or something like some local guy and it was, you know, $16,000 yeah, or, yeah. or something something like that. But to me that was my first cool car. I mean, I'd owned Datsun Roadsters and 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 uh and and Z cars and shit and fixed up kind of rancher cars didn't have enough money to mm -hmm. get it fully together, but that was my first like mm -hmm. real Real cool car, slower and shit. By the way, just yeah, slow. I mean, 
it's a slow car. I mean, it's 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 a hundred and eighty eight, maybe a hundred and ninety horsepower, and it's not light. Yeah, I, I mean, you you guys do the math on under two hundred horsepower and. 36.5 in the weight department or something. That's just, that thing couldn't get out yeah. of its own way. I wonder if it really did weigh that much. I'm sure it was heavy for what it was and for its horsepower. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe it was 32 or 33. Yeah. See what, uh, what a 1988 E30, E30 BMW uh, curb weight. Figure that one yeah. out. Why don't you uh, hit the Brotherhood of Dodge? Sure. Yeah. We all know that Dodge means horsepower and muscle. But uh, Dodge also just ranked number one in initial quality, which is fantastic. And Dodge was also named uh, the best driver appeal for mass market brands. So that's number one in initial quality and appeal in the same year. It's the first time a domestic automotive brand has run away with both awards in the same year. It's impressive. With enough style, horsepower, and performance to make your muscle car dreams come true, it's no matter. It's no wonder that uh, Dodge is winning these awards. So there's never been a better time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle than right now. See your local Dodge dealer or visit Dodge.com today. All right. Did you find that? Uh... I have a 2,857. Woo! Yeah. You talked me down, yo. Yeah. I. I, I was thinking my first was closer to four, and I was like, it can't, can't be, be that. No, no. I, so I, I compromised with 36.5, but uh, 38.5. No, no. Did you say 38? No. 28. Oh, oh, 28. oh, 28. oh, oh. Yeah, 28. Sorry, rare slip for the ace man. 28. It's in the under three, huh? I'm yeah. surprised by that. Okay. Well, that thing hauled ass, man. no it still was slower and shit but they had an evo motor for it like a 2.6 evo or whatever they had a bunch of like you could upgrade it really needed to be punched out like 2.3 no turbo Mm -hmm. like 2.3 and no turbo is just Mm -hmm. that's tough sledding you know yeah well they look cool yeah, they're cool pieces, and uh, look, chalk them right up there with the NSXs, and uh, and even the first-gen Z cars, and of course, uh, Supras, certain yeah. models of Supras, they're, they're, the pedestrian cars are regularly 100 grand now. Yeah. That's where we're at, and, and it, it, it could go no other way, because if the, if the supercars are going to be, you know, into the millions... The cars that are surprise so the cars that are surprising is there's many Ferrari models that are just flat and down, yeah, like just flat like the yeah. GTC four and all that kind of stuff that's just down and flat, and literally the Z cars with half as many cylinders or the uh, NSXs with half as many cylinders have literally caught Ferrari or many Ferrari models. Yeah. You know, another car that was always kind of interesting to me is I don't think a very good car was the Porsche 928. The values still seem pretty low, and there's a lot of junk. But, man, that car was expensive when it came out. It had, like, an incredibly high top speed. It was kind of a supercar in its time when you think about mm-hmm. it, the 928. I don't know. They were, like, eighty grand. Yeah, they were super expensive. Yeah. My uh, friend Tom, his stepdad was a hand surgeon. And uh, he drove one. Yeah. And that was just a big deal. Also uh, featured in Weird, weird science. science. Oh, and Risky Business. Wait. Yeah, yeah. Risky Business, yeah. right? Yeah, that was 
the best product placement ever was putting that thing yeah. into risky business and and weird sciences, I believe, as I recall. Yes, and then there was that other. What's the movie that I'm thinking of with Charlie Sheen and DB Sweeney and their car thieves? And they were over here in like uh, the mall over at, uh, hmm, I want to say it was Ocean Park. No Man's Land. No Man's Land. Hmm. The Good. car thief movie. Yeah. Yeah. They stole Porsches. Yeah. Then I, I wonder, um, trying to think, I haven't thought this out. Is Porsche have any plans for front engine performance sports car well for forever it seems they've been talking about doing a two-door version of the panamera which Mm. would basically make it like a a 928 Mm -hmm. revival if you will but Mm -hmm. uh, i i I don't know if that's if that's happening or not you keep hearing rumors about sure it's could happen, but it hasn't happened yet, so who knows? But I always liked the idea. As soon as the Panamera came out, I was like, oh, let's do a two-door version. You know, a two plus two. Right. Do like a front engine, long nose, GT style. Give it a – call the 928. I don't think they would, but because – I don't know. I mean, I, I the 928 – so what I do is I just sit back and kind of observe – and I, I look at certain cars like the NSX or like the E30 M3 and I go, those are cool pieces. There's, they're going to come into their own yeah. soon. And some, some cars will never have a renaissance like, like your lightning, but what? other cars you go, that's a cool piece. It seems kind of undervalued. And the Porsche 928 S especially, that was always on my list of like, that's a cool piece that was really expensive. And, you know, eight years ago, they're just kind of giving them away. They're starting yeah. to get a little traction now. So I would, you know, if you guys are out there looking for something and maybe you missed a boat on the NSX, now over 100 grand yeah. or many, yeah. maybe you missed a boat on the E30 M3, now over 100 grand, at least many are, or maybe even a vintage Z, that 928 is going to be the next one. Like if I you could so, find a really a clean one, car. I know. You know that's that's kind of the issue, electronics and, and whatnot. So, um, but look, it, if it becomes more popular and values go up, potentially more fixes can become available. Like people come out and go, oh, you know what you need is you need this whatever this wiring kit, or you need this harness, right. or you need this resistor, or, right. or here's a way to swap to like a GM alternator. You know, just like something along the lines of that that might make it. Right. A little bit more drivable. I don't know what it does to value, but it certainly makes it a little bit more drivable or sellable. But All right. Interesting. Let me hit the chemical guys. You want your car to look great? You have a passion for shine? You need to check out chemical guys. One of the top brands in auto detailing for over 20 years. They want to teach you how to use their products. They have these great tutorial videos online. You can visit one of their detail garage locations around the country, take classes, uh, talk to one of their on-site team experts you can do this stuff you just you need you need to do it right don't get the swirly dervy out in the in the rubbing compound and uh i already talked to them about doing like paint restoration thing like the paint correction which is mm-hmm. kind of a big thing now even on new cars how do you get all that orange peel and stuff out yeah they got a youtube channel so you can learn on your own with the thousands of how-to videos and uh products oh and they built a community too so whether uh you're giving your car the weekend wash or you're detailing it like a pro. You go with chemical guys, right, man? 
Yeah, visit uh, chemicalguys.com slash CarCast and use CarCast for 20% off your first order. That's uh, code CarCast at chemicalguys.com. All right. Well, this draws uh, to the conclusion. Another uh, fantastic uh, episode. I'm going to be at West Palm Beach uh, Improv November 20th and uh, 21st, by the way. Going to be doing... uh, Two early shows with uh, that'll be a live podcast. The late shows will be stand up, and then uh, we'll do a matinee. Reasonable doubt on Saturday. So Mark Garagos going to be out there on stage as well. Want to support the show? Go to the website carcastshow.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Carcast Show as well. I'm your emotional support animal. My book's available as we speak. You grab it on Amazon. Leave a review. I shall read it. So. Until next time, Adam Carolla for Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, saying, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com. You know what's really scary? Seeing just how much you could be saving on car insurance by switching to Geico. Almost as scary as that homemade elf costume that your mom made you wear in junior high school. Well, Geico can't erase the memory of tripping down the hallway in those pointy shoes, but they can save you 15% or more on car insurance. So stop waking up at night in a cold sweat wondering what happened to that green onesie. Just switch to Geico and save. In 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said done.